The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Hello there. Welcome to Grace and Focus Radio and Podcast. Today, Bob Wilkin, Philippe Sterling, and Ken Yates will continue relating the story of Ruth. God's kindness, yes, His providence, is working things out. What a heartwarming story. Today, Naomi has a plan. Stay tuned to find out about it. And be sure to visit our website, faithalone.org, to find out more about the Grace Evangelical Society. Now, gentlemen, on to the story of Ruth. So I want to say, Philippe, that I have been quite impressed with this whole discussion. I mean, you know this book backwards and forwards, and it's crystal clear. And in fact, I want you to write magazine articles on this. Don't you all think, uh, of course, they can't talk back to us right now, but you can send us at radio at faithalone.org. And I can speak for the group. Can you? Yeah, I can speak for everyone. What do they say? They said yes. Yes, okay. Yes. So we want magazine articles on this because this is great stuff. Well, I would be very happy to do that. For me, the Book of Ruth becomes a very significant book because I do my master's thesis on it and, and everything. I've had a love for it through the many years. Now, yeah, I forgot so. to ask one thing. It seems like, and I don't know if we have a clear way of knowing this, so maybe you can tell us, it seems like Boaz is significantly older than Ruth, like maybe 20 years older or something. Do we know? Uh, Yes. Boaz himself will make that argument to Ruth. He ends up calling Ruth in chapter 3, the third episode, a woman of noble character, much as he was introduced by the narrator earlier you know, as a man of great noble character. This ish, uh, but, but here's Isha. Something. Isha. You know, oh, she's Isha. She, she's an Isha Chayil. And, and ah. he says to Ruth, everyone knows you to be a woman of noble character. Ah. Uh, you know, because, Go ahead. You got well, it. when Naomi came back, a little town like Bethlehem, the news spread yes. that here was a woman. I'm just going out on the limb here. Here is a woman who's come from Moab. So obviously... She is dedicated to Naomi. Yes. And and they've heard what she has done. Yes, yes. Definitely that. And you add on to that, and this is what Boaz will bring up in the third episode, is that she could have gone after a younger man to raise up the child for Naomi to adopt, basically, as, as her own. She goes after Boaz, who is, Boaz says, I'm a old, much older man then you are a young woman, yet you are coming to me instead of after younger men. And that in itself is reflective of your character as well. So he's impressed, you know, with her for that. I remember some years ago also hearing that in chapter 2, verse 7, when they first meet, or when Boaz first sees her, that the servants say, she asked us to glean and gather after the reapers had already gone. And so she was asking, she stayed late and asked. In other words, it was something that was the poor, it was a right for them, but she was asking permission. Right. And so we see so some they, of her They usually character. had to, yeah. So she had probably had to wait, and then she had to be allowed to do that. So her, her patience and her requests and, right. and everything, all, all reflective of her character. That's great. You know, there. We're still in the second episode here where we're picking up the scene in, in the field. And Boaz, verse 11, you know, says, you know, it's been fully reported to me all that you have done, you know, your great loyalty to your mother-in-law, and you're coming to identify with Yahweh and, and, and his people. And he prays for her, verse 12. 
may the Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Wow. So take note of verse 12. Under whose wings you have come to take refuge. That's going to come up in the third episode wow. in, in chapter 3. You probably hey, I know guess where you're well, going. Where, chapter where, where 3, verse going. 9, right? Yeah. The wings of so, Boaz. Or right? Boaz. No, she'll lift up the outer cloak that Boaz was using to keep himself warm, sleeping uh, at the threshing floor and everything. And when Boaz wakes up and sees her there, he's, of course, surprised. Middle of the night, and there's this woman, you know, at his feet. And she says, and, and she identifies herself, says, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings. Over so she, he's going. This is going to be one of those examples you were talking about earlier of answering your own prayer. Right. Boaz when he wow. says, Boaz pray that she will find refuge under God's wings. And here, Ruth deliberately says, you know, well, the refuge is going to be you. You pray for this. <laughs> you, you pray for this. <laughs> <laughs> so here, then, Boaz shows special favor, you know, for her and makes it possible for her to glean just an abundance of surprising amount of grain. And with that, uh, Ruth returns back to the household. That's where, three? So that would be scene three. Okay. Scene three. So it began there in the household with Naomi, and now she returns back in scene three, and her mother-in-law greets her there and asks, you know, well, you, know, you said you were going to go find favor into someone's field and everything. Where did you end up? Where did you end yeah. up? And she says, uh, well, the man's name whom I work today for is... Boaz, where where I, I work. Now, Ruth herself didn't know that Boaz was a close relative of, of Naomi. So Naomi now, you, know, you, you can see Naomi's, uh, first of all, she sees this great amount of grain that Ruth has brought back. You know, where did you get all this? You know, where did you work? And she says, well, I worked in the field of Boaz. And at this moment, you can probably see Naomi's eyes, you know, just just widen. And she was a depressed woman until now. You know, she called me bitter. Not so bitter not, anymore. Not so bitter. <laughs> so now her eyes just widen, and you probably can see a gleam in her eye. All of a sudden, a light returning to her eye. And she says to her, well, first of all, this tells us about Naomi's faith and, and heart, even though she was depressed and, and discouraged. It says, well, may he be blessed of Yahweh. She says, who has not forsaken his kindness, and here the word will be the special word of covenant loyalty in Hebrew, chesed. The Lord Yahweh has not forgotten his chesed. Some people call uh, it loyal know, love. Loyal love. Yeah. His, his loyal love to us. This man is a relation of ours. He's one of our close relatives. Naomi here, and this is theologically significant, she realizes that God is at work. She realizes that this was no accident. This is God, the Yahweh, who's at work, providentially at work on our behalf. Uh, this man is a, is a close relative. So go back and stay, do, do whatever he says. You know, continue, don't go anywhere else. Just, just keep going back. So the episode ends. So she stayed close by the young women of Boaz to glean until the end of barley harvest and wheat harvest. So barley was the first grain to be harvested, and they will be followed sometime after that, several weeks after 
with the wheat harvest and everything. So we're talking about a long period of time. You know, too bad. The last going to happen, though, in that period right. uh, you know, of time. And that she dwelt with her mother-in-law as well. That's how it ends. You know, so here there's, again, some, some dramatic tension here. What's going to happen? You know, she's gleaning in the field of Boaz, the close relative of Naomi. This is all an indication of, of God's loyal love. God has not forsaken us. So and this is what's the going to happen. End of the second so, so episode. This is the end of the, the second episode. Chapter three will be the third episode. And here Naomi is going to come up with a plan. And that part of her plan is in keeping with what she had prayed for Ruth earlier. Oh, you talked uh, about fulfilling and fulfilling her prayer. Her so, prayer. Yeah. So here again in the book of Ruth, we see the whole interplay between prayer, the providence of God, and when we're to take initiative, when we see things somehow, we discern, again, this is not a, a special revelation or anything, but we still can discern God at work, you know, somehow, you know, in, in our midst. So when he does, we're to take certain initiatives, strike, you know. You know yeah, too. this kind of reminds me of uh, James two fifteen and 16, where he talks about a brother, sister who doesn't have enough to eat, doesn't have enough clothes to wear. And he says, one of you says, be filled and be warmed. Okay, that's kind of the prayer, right? That's a prayer. Yeah. But you do nothing for their body. What use is that? What good is that? You know, tita phalos. What profit is that? And it's kind of the same thing here, right? These people pray, but then when they see the opportunity to do good, they do it. Yes, and that's part of being faithful. And again, to use the word chesed, you know, there's a human side to chesed. We're to be faithfully loyal. As we are faithfully loyal and respond, you know, to God, then that's where, again, providence meets faithfulness. And God is that work to do, perhaps beyond what we can think or imagine. So God too. uses faithful people to accomplish his plans. Yes. You and me. Yes, that can be you and me. And who knows what the far-reaching consequences of that would be. In this it case, they were very far-reaching. <laughs> I mean, yeah. King David and the Messiah. And Christ. She's yeah. in the line of Messiah. Yeah. She doesn't know it, but... Yeah. Naomi and Ruth and Boaz wouldn't know it. Yeah. But that's a surprise. In fact, this, this appended genealogy, you know, to the book of Ruth is that surprise ending. Now, we know it all know now, but, but it's a surprise ending to this narrative, to, to this drama, to this story. Look at what this led to. Yeah, amen. You know. All right, we can go to then to, let's see, this is the third so we'll go, episode. And how many scenes are in the third episode? In the third episode, it will be an opening scene where Naomi is going to encourage Ruth to do something risky. And she will go and do that. So, again, we open up in the household where Ruth is dwelling with Naomi. And that's how chapter 2 ends. You know, she dwelt with her mother-in-law. So now they're dwelling together and... Naomi is going to propose a plan to Ruth. And Ruth is going to go to the threshing floor to fulfill that plan. And it's going to work. And so she'll return back to the dwelling place again. So three scenes there, opening in the household, in the, where they're dwelling, then the threshing floor, and then back to the household. 
By the way, I have a prediction. You ready for my prediction? Okay, what do you think is going to happen? I think after we release this series on Ruth, there's going to be a lot of free grace pastors who just decide to preach through Ruth. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we got uh, just a few seconds left. Anything to wrap up? Uh, We'll we'll then fill out Chapter 3 in the next uh, segment. Anything else at the end here, Philippe? Well, again, just to see how God is at work, and we can have some discernment to that and were then to to step up were to to step up to the occasion to do what the opportunity presents itself with that's great in fact it reminds me you know some people say history is his story his story and you can sure see it in this book can't you god's at work strongly at work and you see him uh, working through his people and his people need to keep grace, grace in focus good job ken Thank you, gentlemen, for that great discussion. Did you miss an episode of Grace in Focus that you really wanted to hear? Just come to faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We have all our past episodes right there on the site. In addition, we have all kinds of free resources available for you. It's all designed to help you mature and grow in your understanding of Scripture. So come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On this program, we keep our requests for financial partners to a minimum. But if you are interested in becoming a financial partner with Grace and Focus, you can find out how to do that at faithalone.org. Our team is really great about answering questions, comments, and feedback. If you've got some, we hope to hear from you. Let me give you our email address so you can do just that. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next Grace in Focus, is there a matchmaker in this story? Come back and be with us next time. This is the Grace Evangelical Society. Until next time, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.